Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Welcome to Teach Me Biology. My name is Ria Corbett. How about this week, I be you and you be me? What, are you going to do the teaching? It's quite full on. Okay. Right. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism. And on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and my little sister, Sarah Matthews. Biology, A-level, topic by topic, to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource. Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever you need us for, we are here. Episode 21? Yes. Mitosis and the cell cycle. Wait, hang on. This is the last week we should be watching a Christmas movie. No. We've got to work. We've planned it, so we're doing it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We watched Home Alone. No, not watched Home Alone, no. <laughs> oh, before we get started, we just, we've just worked this out, and I don't know why I've forgotten already. So we've got an episode this week, but we will not be putting an episode out next week because it's Christmas Eve, Eve and we would like to have a week off, as we all should anyway. So we're going to have a week off, which is nice because we haven't actually had a week off at all, have we, since we started? No, we haven't. So it's, it's strange, but it's good. Mm-hmm. But we'll it's be good. back on New Year's we'll Eve. We'll be back straight the, the next week. So we won't be releasing them on Christmas Eve, but we will be releasing our next episode New Year's Eve uh-huh. after this one. But don't worry, because we are, if you don't follow us on any social media, then you won't know this, but we are going to do a week's worth of episodes. So on the 11th of January through to the 15th of January, so that's a Monday to a Friday, Mm -hmm. we are releasing... An episode every day. An episode every day, and we are calling it Immunity Week. So we'll be talking about the whole of the immune response, everything to do with immunity will be covered in daily episodes throughout that week. It kind of hurries up what we're doing. We'll get through quite a lot of content in a short amount of time. Well, to attempt to capture it with year 12 would be now. So back to it. We're looking at the purpose and the stages of mitosis as part of a cell cycle. We'll also focus a little bit as well at the end on cancer treatments because actually cancer is is uncontrolled mitosis, uncontrolled cell division. Mm-hmm. So if you focus your drugs at stages of mitosis, you can stop a tumour from growing, if that makes sense. So what do you think mitosis... So what is mitosis? You, you kind of give us an idea of what you think. Uh, I know the word and I feel like I've heard it on like lots and lots of TV programmes mm-hmm. and stuff, but I don't really know what it is. Okay, so it's cell division. So yes, it's a cell dividing into yeah. two. And it's basically the point of it is so that we can increase the number of cells. I mean, you said last week when I asked you what the point of DNA replication was, you said because our cells need to... Because they die. Because cell, our cells die and yeah. we need to replace them and things like that. So you know what it is, you just forget sometimes. About yeah. Things, yeah, it's cell division, and it's it's about increasing the number of cells that we have, whether it be for growth, so whether it be for replacing old and worn cells, or for repairing tissue. So tissues are groups of cells all working together. If the tissue was damaged, we would have to get more cells to repair the tissue, mm-hmm. like skin, Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Mitosis is, is about sort of increasing the number of cells, but every cell that is made is genetically identical to the parent cell. It has to be exactly the same cell that you started with in every way. Now, all cells have the ability to do this, so all cells will do this, but some will only do it once and then lose the ability over time. So it depends where the cell is from as to how often it does this 
if it does it more than once, mm-hmm. if it does it all day long. Do well, your not... skin ones would have to do it all day long. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, for instance, your intestinal lining, your stomach lining, that actually is completely replaced every five days. So there's constant mitosis mm-hmm. taking Because of the acids in that? Because of the acids, mm. because of the enzymes, because of yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. You get that constant wearing away, so it needs to be replaced. So you get a whole new lining every five days. And the womb. Yeah, but that's not every five days. It's every month. Every month. So liver cells will only divide when they want to repair damage to the liver and then they stop. So they'll only carry out mitosis when it's needed, not mm-hmm. constantly like our intestines or our stomach. And then you've got things like bone marrow. Bone marrow is constantly carrying out mitosis, trying is to it? make red blood cells, red and white blood cells all oh. the time, constantly. In terms of like growth, if you think about roots and shoots in a plant, there are merry stem cells. So only the very end of the root and only the very top of the tip of the shoot will grow. So that's that mitosis takes place at the very ends of those things. So that's pretty constant while it's growing. And then you've got like really specialised cells like nerves, neurons. They come from stem cells. So stem cells are just almost blank cells, cells with no function, cells with no job. And they will differentiate into specialised cells. Once formed, nerve cells and neurons will never divide again. They'll just stay as they are. If they die, they die. And then in terms of processes, if you think about, I mean, the the most obvious example of mitosis is from conception. The sperm and the egg Mm, fuse together. And that's what I thought of first. Yeah. So you've got you've got a fertilized egg cell that is going to suddenly become a multicellular organism, Mm -hmm. a person, a human with millions and billions of cells. I mean, that's just mitosis right there, isn't it? And then um, also what we're going to talk about in our immunity week is the immune response. So mitosis is really important for cloning, making clones of the cells that you need to fight off pathogens. So loads of examples there of where mitosis is really important in the body for different reasons. Mitosis is the last section of a cell's cycle. And that cycle is basically a cell will be in any stage of this in its life at any one time and it's divided up into four sections ending with the actual division of the cell which is the mitosis part so i'm showing sarah a diagram again all our diagrams all our resources are just simple diagrams that i've drawn they're nothing special but they're a visual for sarah so we've we've made them available on teachmescience.co.uk again not many labels so you, you can write your notes you can listen to us talking and you can write down notes and things like that on those and keep them as a resource in your folders if you want So should we talk through the cell cycle then? Mm -hmm. We start with growth phase one, G1. Now that is the longest phase in terms of a cell trying to prepare for cell division. In this phase, a lot will be happening. Okay, so it's called G1 because it's G, growth phase or gap phase. Mm -hmm. Okay, in this time, a cell will be carrying out protein synthesis, trying to make as many proteins, as many organelles as possible, The cytoplasm will be doubling in volume, just trying to get as much together as it can. If you think about it, it needs to have enough for itself to carry out its normal cell function, depending on what it is in terms of a cell. But it also needs to prepare for cell division. So it'll be making its organelles, it'll be carrying out all its different things. If it's going to be a specialised cell, it will start to differentiate in this phase, so it'll turn into whatever special cell it it wants to be. If it's never going to divide... I know... If it's never going to divide, it will stay in this phase. A cell in its lifetime could just stay in G1 the whole time because it has no plan to divide. If it's going to divide, it will enter S phase. Synthesis. Synthesis phase. And basically, all that's happening in this phase is the DNA is replicating using the process that we talked about last week. So DNA replication, semi-conservative taking place. Every single bit of the DNA in that cell is going to be replicated. 
What will happen as well is it will also be checked. So the, the new DNA that's been made will be proofread, as it were. So there'll be special enzymes that will just go along proofreading the DNA, making sure that the copied chromosome or the copied DNA is Making correct. sure it's all legit. Making sure it's all legit. And making sure there's no mistakes in it, no mutations. So making sure the bases are in the right order, mm-hmm. basically. Does that make sense? And what if there was a mutation? Well, it's a good question, actually, because I was just about to say, if if there's a lot of damage to the DNA for some particular reason, then the cell will kill itself. That's a shame. <laughs> I know, it's quite sad. It's End of Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> just like End, End of Terminator 2. Is it dead? Terminated. It will go through a process called apoptosis. It's like a programmed cell death if there's too many harmful mutations because it, it won't allow itself to go forward. Because it, it will really then, sad. the thing is, it will then be copied, which means all those mistakes will be passed into the next cell and the next cell and the next cell. Yeah. And we don't want that to happen. Is that all right? No, it's not all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if everything's okay, it will go into G2. Okay. Okay. And that is... Um, Gap phase cells two. Cells keep or... growing and proteins needed for cell division are made. Yeah. So it's a short little gap before mitosis. So it's, again, a little gap to check. I've got everything we need. Have we got enough organelles? Have we got all the DNA? Mm-hmm. Are we ready? So enough lysosomes? Lysosomes, yep. that sort of thing, yeah. Right, so we call those three, generally, those three phases that we just talked about, we call that interphase. So it's this kind of phase where we're preparing for mitosis. If you were looking at a cell under a microscope and it was an interphase, you wouldn't see any different. You wouldn't know it was doing anything. So it's just sitting there, nothing would be happening. Mm. And of course, a cell needs lots of oxygen and nutrients like glucose and stuff to carry out its function and, and to actually carry out cell division and all those sorts of things and to copy its chromosomes and stuff. So depending on how many nutrients are available, available how much oxygen is available, depend on how long it stays in interphase for. If there's not enough nutrients, it won't be able to divide. So it'll stay in interphase for mm. longer if the environment's not quite right. If a cell has everything it needs, it's copied its chromosomes, it's ready to go, it will enter mitosis. If you looked under a microscope, you'd be able to see mitosis. Because the first thing that happens is that the chromosomes become visible. So they they condense, they shorten, they thicken, they fatten, and you could be able to see them under a microscope. And you'd be able to see the stages. Yeah, you can see the clear stages of mitosis under a microscope if you prepare your slide properly. Mitosis is split into four phases. Here's a picture of mitosis, okay, and we're going to talk through each of the four phases, and it ends in the cell dividing into two. Okay. Okay? For the first phase, as I've just said, the first phase is called prophase, and you, as I said, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> I know exactly, I know exactly what is running through your mind. Twilight! Twilight. Prophase. Do you mind if I, uh, look? And a face. Stupid Twilight. <laughs> well, that's. Well, see, I that's, hope I'm going to win the Golden Onion at the end. <laughs> that's kind of just to bring it back a bit. You know, you can see those phases because they're looking at a slide mm. under a microscope, and they're looking at they're, and they're deciding just by what they can see what phase of mitosis it's in. Oh my God! You're sitting forward. You're all excited. <laughs> you're going to go home and watch Twilight after this. <laughs> Please don't think that I'm like obsessed with Twilight. I am not. She's not obsessed with Twilight. When it first came out, we watched it a lot because we just liked making fun of it, to be honest. Although Um, I am in a group chat called I Love Our Pats and we just post um, like memes in there of Robert Patterson. I'm not. No, you're not in it. I'm not not in that. 
Yeah, so prophase. Anyway, back to Twilight. So, as I said, the chromosomes become visible. That's one of the features of prophase. If you were asked what takes place in prophase, that's one of the things you'd say. You can see visibly the chromosomes. Yeah. Okay? Now, let me just talk to you about what that means. Because can you see one of these chromosomes here? There's two arms to it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like a cross. The reason there's two is because of the DNA replication. So that's one chromatid, and that's the copied... Mm-hmm. Now, we call those right, okay. chromatids or sister chromatids because they're identical, because the one's been copied from the other. Mm-hmm. And they're held together by a centromere. 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 Is that like a stapler? No. Well, yeah. Yeah. But easily pulled apart. Mm-hmm. Okay? You've also got the idea that these little fibres called spindle fibres are going to start to come out of each opposite side of it mm-hmm. and the nuclear envelope breaks down so you can see in the next picture there's no nucleus it's gone so spindle fibers are going to start to come out from there now we move into se- the second phase metaphase you can see now that the chromosomes are lined up along the middle of the center of the cell or the equator of the cell mm. there's a few ways of saying that so they're all lined up and the spindle fibers have come right out and they're attached to the centromere that is sort of the key features of metaphase. And you'd be able to see it's metaphase because you'd see all the chromosomes were lined in up in line. the middle. Yeah. Once that's fully ready, we move into what we call anaphase. It's uh, anaphase. You mind if I check? And you can see that the spindle fibres are starting to contract, the centromeres have split, and the chromatids are being pulled to opposite poles of the cell. Now remember, each one is identical. So it's been copied, so there's two of them, so that one can go into one of the new one cells the and one can go in the other new uh-huh. cell. So the chromatids are being pulled, separated, pulled to the opposite sides of the cell, opposite poles of the cell. And you'd be able to see that, again, under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And the chromosomes looking like little Vs as they're pulled across. Mm-hmm. Once that's happened, telophase, which is the last phase. So the chromatids have reached their sort of respective poles, sides of the cell. And they're going to start to sort of un coil again they're going to start to become less visible they're going to become thin and long the spindle fibers are breaking down we don't need them anymore two new nuclear envelopes start to form around the new groups of chromosomes and then the cytoplasm starts to divide and the cell splits into two and then there's two and then there's two so is that what happens at conception yes in that exact way yes oh okay just another point when the cytoplasm starts to divide and, and it starts to split and pinch off, we call that cytokinesis. So these new cells are now going to go into... Phase one. Gap phase one, growth phase one, G1, whatever you want to call it. And they're going to start sort of making its organelles, readying itself for a possible division again. If it's a growth thing, if the mitosis is for growth or if it's to replace one cells in the stomach, it'll just keep going and going and going until we've got enough cells and that sort of thing. They mm-hmm. won't really get a breather. The rate, as I just said, the rate of mitosis would depend on where the cell is, what's happening, that sort of thing. There is a second type of cell division, which is different, um, and that is for making eggs and sperm. Because eggs and sperm have high, half, half the number of chromosomes in, so that when they fuse together, you get the full number. Mm-hmm. So in us, in humans, there'd be 46 chromosomes. So mitosis is about sort of making cells for humans and making cells with 46 in all the time. Whereas meiosis is about meiosis. meiosis is about making cells with just twenty three in, so that when the sperm and egg meet, it makes the full forty six. So tumors, 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 tumors are formed when this is not controlled properly. 
mitosis should be quite controlled. There should be signals of when to stop. Like, mm-hmm. we've reached our full length now, don't grow anymore, the damage is repaired, that sort of thing. It should be mm-hmm. stopped. The problem is, if there is a mutation in the genes that control mitosis, then it becomes uncontrolled. So if the bases aren't in the right order, if there's a mistake in the base sequence of the DNA Mm -hmm. for that particular gene that controls mitosis, then the cells don't know to stop. So that is a tumour, so it it will cause uncontrolled growth, which means that you'll get cells growing that you don't need and aren't there, and it becomes a lump or something like that and a tumour. If that tumour is malignant, then that is cancer. So what that means is that the cancer is likely to spread, so its cells will break off, get into the bloodstream, and it will go and they'll go and settle somewhere else and cause secondary tumours. It also means that the cells are sending signals to the cells around, so the cancer cells are sending signals to the cells around it, and that's bad. What if it's benign? If it's benign, it'll just sit there. But it has made extra cells in it. But the, the cells are growing, and but they're not doing anything bad. They're not breaking off. They're not sending signals around. The worst tumours are the ones that, when they're in an organ, are so badly affecting the other cells around it that it it affects that organ function and that organ can't function. I mean, the worst, worst, worst ones, they can, like, redirect blood vessels to themselves and all sorts. And then, sort of, depending on where they're growing, if they're accessible, if they're growing in a place that it's really difficult to dissect it out, and it's not, you know, if it's inoperable and that sort of thing, it's very difficult to treat them. If they're affecting the organ that you're in, it can be quite and a how sad, do sad thing. the cells get damaged in a way that causes cancer? There's lots of things because I know, like the sun can do it. Yeah, exactly. So anything that's a mutagen, basically anything that it's it's mainly chemical based. So it'll be the sun, it'll be the UV rays that are mutating the mm. cells. Anything that's a carcinogen, so like tar from cigarette smoking, things like that, can really affect it. X-rays. All sorts of things like that. How come they treat it with radiation if it can cause it? Because if you pinpoint, gamma rays are used to treat cancer through radiotherapy, Mm. but it is so specific, a lot of that radiation. So it'll be a gamma ray that is so pinpointed, the ray is going to be almost a cell big, and it will attempt to sort of... Kill it. Kill it cell by cell. But that can cause very serious burns. But anyway, what I wanted to talk about, because it's important that you know this, is the chemotherapy side. So the chemicals that can be used and drugs that can be used to treat cancer, Mm. they need to target mitosis. Because if cancer is uncontrolled cell division, then you need to stop the cell division. So drugs have been found or drugs have been made that will actually kill dividing cells by either preventing DNA replication or inhibiting metaphase of mitosis. How can you do that on one specific area of the body? You can't. You can't, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay? So it's it's sort of inhibiting spindle formation. So if the spindles never form, they can never pull the cells apart, and the cell will never divide. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of examples, and then we'll talk about why it can't be so specific. There are a couple of examples. These are quite common names of drugs that could come up in an exam or in a textbook. You've got vincristine and vinblastine, two types of chemotherapy drug that inhibit spindle assembly so these are mainly used in leukemia and lymphomas which are sort of cancers that grow in glands they inhibit spindle assembly so they stop the spindle fibers from forming completely so if you're never going to pull those chromosomes apart 
you're never going to get that cell division taking place. There's a drug called Taxol, which stops the deassembly of the spindle fibres. So anaphase will never happen. Mm-hmm. Spindle fibres will never contract, which means chromosomes never be pulled apart. And that's a good drug for ovarian cancer. And then there's another one called Methotrexate, which blocks the formation of nucleotides. Why, okay. would, why would that be a good thing? Mm-hmm. What's a nucleotide? It's a the thing that um, makes the DNA. Things that DNA, the monomers for DNA. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't got any nucleotides, you can't form new DNA strands. So DNA replication can't take place, which means you'll never move out of the synthesis phase. Mm-hmm. So obviously, as you just said, how can these drugs target such specific areas? Well, they don't. They target any dividing cell. The faster the dividing cell, the faster the division is taking place, the more likely it is to affect that area. So not only is it killing cancer cells, which are quite rapidly dividing, it's also going to be hitting, you. hitting two main areas, hair-producing cells, which is why cancer patients mm. go bald, because their hair follicles are being hammered with these drugs and affected so badly that the hair falls out and there's, there's no way of making new hair because the drugs are just killing those cells all the time. And then the stomach lining, intestine lining. That's why they be sick. That's why you vomit when you have chemotherapy so much, because it's so irritated, so affected. The lining is just being blasted with all these drugs because they're rapidly dividing all the time. So that, that's the, the awful sort of downside of having the chemotherapy as well. So all those sort of rapidly dividing areas are very vulnerable to the damage that can be caused from chemotherapy. Now, there is a required practical along with this. So another one of those practicals where you need to sort of know the stages exactly and that sort of thing, and you can be examined on that exact practical. And we always said we would do videos and we still haven't got around to it, but we will. Just trying to get as many episodes out quality as we can. And that takes a bit of planning, so doing the videos. But we might, we said we might do some when we've got a bit more time, maybe in the Christmas holidays, that sort of thing. Right, shall we look at some exam questions now? Yeah, sure. So I have got, I think, three questions. No, it's four questions. Um, A lot of questions are quite nice, so they'll they'll show you pictures of different stages of mitosis and you need to identify what it is and say why it's that stage. Some questions can be very nasty, so a lot of data. A lot of data about amounts of DNA at different stages and uh, different things like that. And calculations, well, they love a calculation to do with mitosis. And I've got one in there. Oh, great. See how you get on. Right, should we start with question one? So Let's start with question four. No, let's start with question one. Okay, so this is like a two-part one. In prophase of mitosis, the chromosomes become visible. Describe what happens in metaphase. They line up. Be a bit more specific. They get in a line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, yeah. You you, You would get a mark for saying they line up. So you could say chromosomes or chromatids line up, move to the middle... Or move to the equator of the cell. Uh-huh. What's the other thing that happens? Spindle fibres? Yeah. I've read that, by the way. I didn't do? know it. What do they do? I don't know. They attach to the... What's the middle bit called? Holding the chromatids oh, together? the stapler. Centromere. Centromere. Okay. Okay. So the spindle fibres come out and they attach to the centromere. Chromosomes are lined up. That's your two marks. So anytime you're asked what, what happens in metaphase, they're they the two things you say. And then the centromere... Attached to the spindle fibres. Attached to the spindle fibres. And then another two marks, anaphase. That's when they break up. That's when they turn into Vs. Yeah, so what would you say? The chromosomes are being... Um, halved. Yeah, pulled into apart, separated, yeah. being moved to opposite sides of the cell or uh-huh. opposite poles of the cell. That's yeah. how we describe it. 
So if you ever asked about anaphase, that's the two things you say. Chromosomes are pulled apart, separated, centromere splits, something like that, to opposite sides of the cell, opposite poles of the cell is your second mark. Question two, two marks. Mechanoloid is a drug that inhibits the enzyme DNA polymerase. Explain why this drug may be effective against some types of cancer. DNA polymerase. What was that in? You said it. (laughs) You just said it. You said polymerase. Polymerase. (laughs) You never said it. Last episode, you never said it right once. And then this time you just come out with it. So DNA polymerase. Yes. Is it in last week's episode? It was So it was part of DNA replication. So it was the second enzyme. It was the... The one that does it up? Yeah. So it was the one that puts the nucleotides together. So it's stopping that from happening, is it? Yes. For two marks, what do you think is going to get you your two marks? It's stopping DNA replication. Spot on. Second because mark. the polymerase puts the nucleotides together. Yeah, so that won't happen, basically. Yeah. So nucleotides won't be joined, new strand can't be formed, uh, backbone cannot be formed, anything like that. Well done. For both being able to say polymerase <laughs> and for answering the question. Right. Question three. The time required for a cell to complete the cell cycle was four hours, 18 minutes. Calculate the time required in minutes for this cell to multiply to produce eight cells. Two marks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A Little Bit De Todo is a podcast about a little bit of everything for curious minds of all ages. I'm Christina, and you can tune in every weekday to learn about things like Cinco de Mayo, Chihuahuas, and volcanoes in Latin America. Episodes are bite-sized, 10 minutes long or less, and always Latin American related. Subscribe and follow A Little Bit De Todo podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. God, this has turned into a maths exam. Oh, you should are see you allowed to have a calc? the papers. Yeah. Okay, sick. What was it again? It takes four hours, 18 minutes to complete one cell cycle. Okay, and you want that in minutes, do you? And I want it in minutes. Okay. Four hours, 18 in minutes? Okay, four hours and 18 minutes and counting. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to go off in four hours and 18 minutes and you're not going to know why. Uh, I'll do it myself. Yes, do it yourself. Uh, 258 minutes. That's four hours and 18 minutes. We've got that. So we've got one cycle. Mm-hmm. How many so cycles? So we need that four times, did you say? How many cycles is it from one to eight? One becomes... Oh, okay. So one becomes two. Two. Two, two becomes, becomes four. four. Four becomes... Two become one by the Spice Girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> one becomes two. Two, two becomes, becomes four, four. And then four becomes, four becomes eight. eight. So how so many cell cycles? three. So, 258, was it? Yeah. 774? Yes. Got the answer? That's the answer. Good. Well done. Right, question four. Describe the appearance and behaviour of chromosomes during mitosis. Five marks. Prophase, metaphase, anaphase, telophase. No marks. That's out of order. What happens to the chromosomes in prophase? They uh, swell up. I've never heard it described like that before. (laughs) They bulk up. (laughs) (laughs) they condense they thicken they shorten they coil they become visible they become visible so that'd be one mark and then in metaphase they line up and the 
spindle fibers attach the centrifuge mirror centromere uh, is that a, a good answer that's three marks and then um anaphase they separate out they uh, detach from each other become v's and go to each end of the cell you'd get definitely get five marks for that yeah, yeah. let's go through it so you talked about the chromosomes become invisible that's one mark chromatids joined at a centromere that's a description of them that's what they are so you can get another mark for saying that you said chromosomes they line up at the, the center of the cell or the equator of the cell they attach to spindle fibers by the centromere that's three more marks which you got the centromere splits or divides the chromatids or the chromosomes are pulled apart to opposite sides of the cell mm -hmm. that, that was your all your marks and then the last possible way of getting the marks that the chromosomes or the chromatids uncoil unwind or become longer and thinner so for our wider reading this month, for the month of December, we are reading What is Life by Sir Paul Nurse. A straightforward book, nice and short. He's talking about his sort of contribution to biology in terms of uh, proteins that control cell division. We talked about cell division today, so you know it kind of just uh -huh. it kind of links in. Great book. And then the Science Magazine podcast, which interestingly, in this week's episode, they talked about the Tasmanian devil. So... Um, <laughs> I remember hearing or teaching about this years ago about the Tasmanian devil because I think I was teaching extinction and Tasmanian devils have always been close to extinction because mm. there's this type of cancer, this genetic cancer that's in their family line or their line. But something is changing. You have to kind of listen to the episode. Evolution. Well, just listen. They look like Taz. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, so time for the roundup. We the cell cycle is the process of preparing for and carrying out cell division, mitosis, to form two genetically identical cells to provide cells for growth, replace damaged worn cells and to repair tissues. Interphase takes up the majority of the time in the cell cycle. This consists of three phases. G1, or growth gap phase 1, ensures the cell grows and makes new proteins and organelles. If the cell is going to divide, it enters the next phase called the S or synthesis phase. DNA replication takes place in this phase and the DNA is checked for mutations before it moves into gap 2, growth 2 or G2 phase. This is a short gap before the cell enters mitosis. Mitosis is four stages resulting in cytokinesis and two daughter cells. The first stage is prophase. In this stage the chromosomes condense and become visible. They appear as two sister chromatids joined by a centromere. The nuclear envelope breaks down and the spindle fibres begin to form at the poles. In metaphase, the chromosomes line up along the equator of the cell and the spindle fibres attach to the centromeres. The third phase is anaphase, and this is identified by the fact that the centromere are split by the spindle fibres contracting, pulling the chromatids to their opposite poles of the cell. Telophase is the final stage which sees the chromatids reach the opposite poles and become long, thin again. New nuclear envelopes are formed around the new groups of chromosomes and the cytoplasm starts to divide into two new identical cells. This is called cytokinesis. The rate of mitosis and the time taken in each phase of the cell cycle depends on the nutrients in the environment and the cell type. If mutations occur in the genes that control mitosis, then a cell could begin to divide uncontrollably, forming a tumour. This could be cancerous. Drugs that treat cancer target dividing cells by preventing DNA replication in the S phase or inhibiting spindle fibre formation in metaphase of mitosis. There we go. Got any takeaways? Yes. Good. There are four stages to mitosis. Prophase, metaphase, anaphase and telophase. Okay. Mitosis is when one cell becomes two cells. 
and then two cells become four cells. Okay. The DNA, it becomes visible, then it lines up, then it breaks apart, then it becomes like a, a line. What would you call a line? A chromosome. Not... It becomes a chromosome again. Oh, okay. It becomes a chromosome again. Yeah. So, contact us. If you wanted to contact us, you can go to um, teachmescience.co.uk. You can send us an email at teachmebiologycast at gmail.com. We've also got Twitter, that is at teachmebiocast, and on Instagram we are teachmebiologycast. We would like to do just a couple of little shout-outs, actually, to a couple of nice ladies, because we had some messages, didn't we, that we'd, again, we'd ignored them. Not, Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Well, actually, I think Gemma, we didn't ignore, we were checking the email so that was actually we were this quite time, yeah. We, we, were we didn't ignore her. But Alexis, unfortunately, sorry about this. God she, not. she emailed like at the beginning of November. She sent me a message on Instagram at the beginning of November, and I didn't see it or know that it was there. So I didn't see it. But then when I did see it, I was like all over it. First of all, we have Gemma who sent us a lovely email. She said that she's studying an access course to health education, and she wanted to say how amazing and helpful our podcasts are and that she is achieving distinctions in her AMP essays and assignments due to taking notes from us and saying thank you. Well, that's great. It's great that you enjoy the podcast. It's great that you're using the podcast and that you're finding it really useful, but you're the one getting the distinctions, not us. You, you know, you're, mm. you found the podcast, which is good, and you're listening and using it and you're finding it useful, but you're, you're the one doing all the right things, okay? We're just talking about biology. You're the one using it. Doing all the hard work. Doing all the hard work, really. Those distinctions are yours, not ours, but thank you for listening and thank you for letting us know that you're listening and that you're finding it useful. So thank you very much. Well done. And well done. Doing great. And then Alexis sent us a message on Instagram. I won't read the whole thing, but just sort of the idea of it. She actually lives in Las Vegas, which is surreal. We never believed for a second we would have any uh, Mm, listeners outside of the UK because we're an A-level biology podcast yeah do you even know what an a-level is (laughs) i I, I do wonder if people actually know they must know they must realize that it's like an english course that kids take but yeah i think a-level biology is the same as high school biology in america okay if they take like extra biology they're learning the same stuff that our a-level biologists learn yeah so their basic biology that they have to just like graduate high school with is harder yeah. And the stuff that our kids leave school with at just GCSE, I think. Oh, okay. She's decided to become a biology major, so I assume going to college and, mm-hmm. and taking biology course. So I don't know an awful lot about American education. What I know is from like watching telly and stuff. It's, yeah. it's weird, but... From watching Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. She listens to us on the way to work. So she, she has a 20-minute drive to work. She listens to our podcast and reviews what we're saying before she starts her biology mm. college course so hopefully everything is is going to work out there for you and and i'm so glad that we are obviously when you start your college course you you will go beyond what we have to offer but i'm glad that you're using us for this short time Mm. you know before you start that course and best of luck in that course let us know how you get on hope you enjoy yeah hope you enjoy college life i know you're obviously probably working at the same time but hope it goes well she also says thanks for the book recommendations which is good which is good i won't lie read a single one well no i know you haven't but it's not for you is it <laughs> i'm glad some people are taking those recommendations on board it's it's mm-hmm. great so thank you so much Alexis, for getting in touch yeah and um yeah best of luck 
yeah, so that that was our two. Oh, I also just want to say a quick shout out to Elena Corbett, who is my husband's cousin's daughter. So she's another Corbett in the family. She's taking biology A level along with, I think, chemistry and something else. And I know she listens when she can or when she needs to or whatever. So I just want to say hello to Elena and hope it's all going well. And happy Christmas. Cool. Hello. And hello to um, your mum and dad and Joe as well. Okay. Bye. I'd like to do a shout out as well. Go on. To Santa Claus. <laughs> Yeah, well, I know he me. listens every week. He's not going to forget you. <laughs> <laughs> we should say Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. I hope everyone has a really happy, safe and just a great time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a bar. Yeah. Breaking up for Christmas. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're going to run home? Run home. Run home, watch Twilight. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna run home and watch um, like a Christmas film. Okay, good. Which one? What's your favourite Christmas film? Home Alone. Home Alone. Cool. Or like the holiday. Christmas or, Vacation. Uh, Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas, Christmas Vacation. Vacation. Amazing. Or, I think we're gonna watch the holiday on Christmas Eve after Santa's been. It's got some fantastic music, handsome oh, score, and uh, that bit with Jack Black where he's going. No, no, no. My favourite bit is. You know what my favourite bit is? Accidental boob braids. Yes. <laughs> that was accidental. <laughs> accidental boob braids. <laughs> that is a good Christmas movie, actually. I like that It's one. really good. Yeah. I've been Rhea Corbett. I've been Sarah Matthews. This has been Teach, Teach Me Biology. Biology. Merry Christmas. Bye. <laughs>